This is episode number 665 of the Inner Fight Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the show, ladies and gentlemen. No matter where you are in the world, thanks a lot for tuning in and listening to this Sunday show. Hopefully you all enjoyed the show on Thursday there with Dan Cooper. Awesome show. If you haven't listened, go and get involved. Lots to learn. He's a super cool guy. I had a lot of fun interviewing him. I'm sure you're going to have fun listening to it. Shout out to our show sponsors, Smith Street Paleo. You know where they are, smithstreetpaleo.com. They're waiting to hear from you. If you're interested in running, Start to Run is kicking on again. You can sign up on a monthly basis, drop in, drop out. Same thing for the Ladies Run Club. Ladies, this one's for you. There's different meet points around Dubai during the week. Two coached run sessions and a load of other stuff from Steph. Get involved. And as I said or have been saying, yoga, 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 and this show is all about the person behind the yoga program. Claire is our head of yoga here at Innerfight. She's coordinating all the programs, and she joins me today to talk about a little bit about her journey in yoga and also what's on offer here. Welcome back to another episode of the show, ladies and gentlemen, and yes, you heard it right in the introduction, this one is all about yoga. With our head of yoga here at Innerfight, Claire. Claire, welcome. Hi. Mate, talk to us about, I want to start, I think the best place to start is about your own yoga journey because lots of people start yoga for different reasons. So where did it all start for you? So yoga for me started um, back in the late 90s, so a long time ago. (laughs) So um, I remember it was a summer holiday, so I was in between college and university and I was bored. My really? mum done yoga and yeah. she just said, well, come and do yoga with me. It's something for you to do and keep you busy yeah. during the summer holidays. So I did and that was it. I've been doing it ever since. What was your, can you remember your first yoga class? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think it's a really important place to start because a lot of people might be listening and thinking, yoga's this, yoga's that. So talk us through your first yoga class. Now I'm going to share my first yoga class, which, <laughs> yeah, anyway, go for it. So like I said, I went along with my mum. So yeah. it was full of old people. <laughs> they really? Were, they, weren't, they weren't really old, but because I was young at the time, they all seemed older. Yeah. Um, and I was had been doing martial arts for about 14 years prior to this and swimming before that so I was really quite flexible yeah so I just found the class really quite slow and boring (laughs) and was like when's the real yoga gonna start right but it didn't put me off it just made me explore different types of yoga and different ways what was your I want to jump in you said when will the real yoga start what was your perception of what yoga is or was <laughs> I think it was of like really bendy flexible people that pulled all sorts of different shapes yeah. and things like that yeah yeah it's interesting the the, the preconceptions because I think my preconception this was my first yoga class I was like I went in and the, the girl said to me she said um, have you been or how long have you been practicing for and I looked her straight in the face I said sweetheart I've not come here for any of this weird shit I just and she looked at me like I was because there is a little bit of preconception around sort of what yoga is a lot of people and rightly so because it, it has some spiritual or a lot of spiritual yeah. sort of roots and yeah. a lot of people are kind of put off by that in a way aren't they yeah definitely a lot of people's first thoughts about yoga is that it is basically sitting or laying down and doing nothing <laughs> And maybe chanting a few things yeah. here and there. Dong. But um, 
that's I've n I never really had that experience of yoga for a long time. It was yeah. always more the movement side of yoga. Yeah. And that was what interested me and what I wanted to pursue and carry on with the movement side yeah. of it. So I always do say there are two sides of yoga. Yeah, right. There's the asana practice, which is the movement, and then there's the spiritual side, like you say, and then which is like the meditation, the deep breathing, yeah. the chanting, and things like that. And in the Western world, it is much more of the asana practice and movement that you find. However, there's a real positive side to doing the more meditation and breathing side isn't that and definitely talk us through that a little bit so that's the side of yoga that is now being incorporated a lot more because yeah. it's what people need in their daily lives now yeah. people come to yoga for de-stressing to yeah. manage their anxiety levels and that is the side of it that people really look for yeah but also they look for the combination. People do understand that yoga is a physical practice. Yeah. So it, it's just a form of exercise that suits some people. And yoga is for everybody and yeah. everybody can get something from yoga. Um, so yeah, so that's the practice I like now and how I like to teach. I like to incorporate all of it and yeah. really have a focus on the breath as well as the movement yeah. so that people get the most that they can out of a class. Breathing's huge. I've actually been sort of playing around with a lot of breathing techniques and studying it. That's probably a little bit of a generous term. I've been reading a lot around it and listening to podcasts for, for a few years now. But the actual physiological impact and the neuro impact of the breathing techniques that we see in yoga are, are real. It's not just, okay, we're going to bring you to the mat and we're going to let you, like, it's five breaths to chill out. Yes, it's five breaths to chill out, but it's actually... It's creating a, it's slowing down things in the brain, in the neurosystem. And we can, and I've actually used a lot of, and we've heard it, I think, since kids. Like when you, when you stub your toe or something, your mom's like, you know, hold your breath and count to five sort of thing. Yeah. And it's all, it's almost coming a full circle for us now because the impact of those breathing techniques is is massive. Definitely, definitely. The power of the breath is something that everybody needs to be aware of and to learn. And that's something that we bring into the children's yoga, especially because oh. breathing is something that we do naturally and that yeah. we don't actually think about very often, but we can have control of, over our breath and it could control every other action that's going on in not just the body, but also the mind as well. Yeah. So it's the most powerful thing that we have control over. I think the best thing is, is when you get in these poses, which for me are quite challenging, I'll be honest, mm -hmm. and the teacher's like, and now breathe. And I'm like, sweetheart, I'm really struggling. <laughs> but when you get the breath under control, that pose then becomes infinitely easier. Yeah. Let's jump into a little bit of the program and I want to kick it off. You mentioned their kids. Now, I remember when we first sat down and spoke about this and you were like, yeah, I teach kids yoga. And I'm like, what? So tell us a little bit about how, why, and, 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 and what it's all about. Um, children are natural yogis. You've yeah. all seen toddlers doing down dogs and when they squat, they squat perfectly. <laughs> yeah. And so it begins in childhood movement yeah. as children go to school and things like that get made to sit in chairs at desks all day that's when the body starts to become more restricted and yeah. they start to lose that natural flexibility that they've got so kids yoga starts off as an adventure so for right. the toddlers 
It's just playing. It's just stories. Really? We go to the moon. We travel in a <laughs> rocket up to the moon and we meet aliens on the really? moon. Or we might go to the jungle and meet all sorts of animals along the way through the jungle. Wow. So it really taps into their imagination. Yeah. And kids have the best imaginations. Of course, so yeah. the yoga for children, it can be however they imagine it to be. So yeah. if you ask them to be an elephant, it doesn't matter what their elephant looks like. That's what their imagination says it looks like. Yeah. So there's, in all yoga, there's no right and wrong. Yeah. But definitely in children's yoga, there's no right and wrong. You're not strict teaching them, no, it has to be done like Got this. It. Yeah. It's totally whatever they believe uh, you opposed to You must have seen be. some incredible elephants in your time oh, definitely, kids definitely. <laughs> and i take some of them on board and keep them and repeat them because they're way better than what mine are really? <laughs> yeah and what sort of age are we talking about what, what age would they start at so from toddlers so generally about two and a half three years of age so oh. they need to be able to follow a story so right. and they need to have some words themselves yeah. as well so it does depend on the individual child and how their development is yeah. and what stages they're at um, but yeah, so around two and a half, three years is the perfect age. Wow. Um, and then as the children grow and get older, the, the type of yoga you do with them changes. Right. So if we skip up to say like 11, 12 year olds, that's when they're starting to get a bit of pressure from school, exams, right. tests, things like that. Yeah. So the t those age children, they like a lot more of the karma stuff. So the younger kids, they really? want to go wild. Yeah. They want to be in the jungle having fun. Yeah. As the children get a bit older, they like their yoga to be a bit more calm and they, wow. like, they do like to sit and relax. Um, and we also bring in mindful activities. So we might have um, a mandala that they sit quietly and color in and just be with their own thoughts during wow. that time. Or it might be, they like being quite creative. So they might know some yoga poses that we've gone over the f previous weeks. And yeah. then I leave them to come up with a routine or a sequence themselves. Wow. So like a dance and put it to music music and everything wow. and then the, the older children um so the teenagers again very much focus on the breathing yep. techniques that they can use to help them through whatever pressures and stresses they're going through in their lives i think this is what i'm obviously excited about the adult program but i'm super excited about kids as well because <coughs> the way that and those that listen to the show know i'm quite open about this the way that i see kids learning these days and activities that they get involved in these days if we can get them in a room where there's no devices and bring out that creativity and movement it just makes i think it makes us all very happy right yeah exactly it's you know one of the things where the children can just be children yeah and there's no other pressures on them there's no expectations on yeah. them it, they can just be themselves and then we move to adults Talk us through a little bit about the yoga program for adults. Obviously, we've got classes in the morning, we've got classes at night, we've got four different instructors teaching. I think the biggest question I've had so far is, which class should I go to and what will it be like? So I've tried to answer these questions in a good way, but from the, from the horse's mouth, as it were, what's the story? So the instructors we've got on board are all quite different. They all, well, every teacher anyway delivers yeah. a yoga class in their own style. So a teacher can say they're vinyasa. Yeah. But if you go to another t cl class that's also vinyasa, it can be totally different. Right. And that's the thing with yoga. If you've tried it once and hated it, don't let that be the end of your yeah. yoga journey. You have to try different classes, different instructors until you find a style that you like. Yeah. So 
definitely try all of the different classes that we offer yeah. because you're going to get something different from each of them and then yeah. you can find the instructor that you like. So we're going to have lots of, at the moment, the, the instructors are going to freestyle. They right. can teach whatever they like, whatever their energy is for the yeah. day, try different things out and see what exactly people like. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to narrow down the class names a little bit so that you will know exactly what you get. So we yeah. might have, we'll have sunrise stretch. Right. So that's going to be a nice early morning stretch to set you up for your day. Nice. And then there'll be like yoga for core strength. So yep. if you're doing anything else sport or sport wise and you know you need to be build your core strength, that's a class that you know will be targeted towards nice. that area of the body. Yeah. So think lots of planks and boat poses. Yeah. Things that are really going to strengthen your core. So yeah, the classes will eventually be more targeted to different parts of the body so you, you're clear on what you're going to get in that class. That's awesome. I, I, I want to pick up on one of the things you've said is that if you've had a, a one yoga experience and you didn't really enjoy it because a lot of... It, it's quite funny, isn't it? Because the... Correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the biggest themes through yoga is no real expectations. It's just... You're in the room, and this might, again, sound a little bit hippie to some people, but you're in the room, and if you can get to a certain point in a pose, you can get there, and if you can't, you can't, and it's, it's this whole thing of just letting things happen naturally. If you get thoughts, just deal with them and let them go, and what's the word? Uh, equanimity, basically. Yeah. You just yeah. let things flow through. But then when people talk about it, there are certain expectations, aren't they? So it's a, it's a weird sort of scenario, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and it's all down to the ego. And I always yeah. say, whenever you enter a yoga room, you've got to leave your ego at the door. Yeah. Because you, what you can do one day, you might not be able to do the next day yeah, because right. your body feels different every day. Yeah. And yoga is about listening to your body. It's not about forcing yourself into a pose that your body doesn't want to do that day or that it done last week or it done last year. Yeah. It's always different every day. And it's, you just go with the movement and yeah. how you're feeling on that day. I think that's the important thing. When we look at it on a... On, a lot of people also say, like, how would I incorporate it into my general fitness? How hard will it be? How do you explain that to people? Oh, that's a really difficult one. Because <laughs> yeah. yoga generally is a lot harder than what people expect yeah. it to be, <laughs> so for starters. Kind of trying to manage people's expectations. So. Yeah. So it's, yoga class is never easy. Even if you want to take it easy, your body will still feel like it's done a workout by the end of it. Right. And you might, even, especially if it's been a class that's got lots of forward folds in it or something, your hamstrings are going to feel it your Big next time. day. Yeah. So if it's a class that you are programming for yourself within your weekly yep. structure of exercise and workouts, you do need to consider that in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely hard work, a yoga class. Yeah. So you need to think about how you're programming it into your schedule. It's, it's interesting because when I, when I sort of started going two, two or three years ago, I, I found what worked best, and this is just sharing an experience. I used to do it Sunday morning, 6.30, and then I'd train at 8 a.m. So I'd, I'd go to an actual class once a week and then I'd play around with different bits. Those of you that think you're going to play around with different bits and not end up playing on your phone, you're delusional. <laughs> and my hand goes straight up. I get like halfway through. I'm like a bit tired. Oh, no, disaster. But the, it, it, I think it's quite interesting to do it early morning and then if you are working out during the day or you work out in the morning and then 
yoga in the evening. That there definitely needs to be. Yeah. And and I, I think yeah. for for a lot of people that are especially people that come into the gym, if they come to the gym sort of three to four times a week, one to two yoga sessions actually complements that really well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the ultimate goal is that you make yoga a part of your everyday life. Yeah. Whether you want to call it yoga or whether you just want to call it stretching, yeah. it needs to be a part of everyday life. Yeah. And it's where you can fit it into your daily life yeah. that you're going to get the benefit from it. Yeah. Obviously, the more often you do it, the easier it's going to get, yeah. the better it's going to get. But that's one thing as well that, that, that is super interesting. You could take, for example, a a 10-minute segment of the class that I've done with you this morning, for example, and I could then practice that every day or every second day because I felt that that's where I needed more, more work, maybe. Yeah. Um, where, you know, or, or even the breathing techniques that you teach at the start or at the end. I remember when I first started going to yoga, and obviously everyone loves Shavasana at the end where mm -hmm. you just basically yeah. go to sleep, and I was like, I can use this at night to go to sleep. And exactly, yeah. like if I've had a super stressful day and I'm late maybe and then I know I need to get up early, I'll literally just <laughs> lay on my back in bed, palms up and just start breathing like we do at the end of a class. Yep. And next thing it's the morning again. Yeah, so. that's exactly it. And that's where yoga becomes a part of life yeah. where you can take all the different elements and make it in your in your routine. So if you know you've got a super busy day. Yeah get up 15 minutes early, do a few rounds of sun salutation, your full body is stretched, yeah. limbered up, you're going to go um, and win your day. Yeah. If you've had a super busy day, you haven't had time to work out, just some simple stretches to help you wind down. Yeah. And like you said, some breathing activity, exercise, and then even laying in bed, think you know yeah. deep breathing you're going to go off and have a nice sound night's sleep super awesome that's a little bit folks about the yoga program that's about claire give her a shout ca at innerfight.com and what do we say we see you on the mat see you on the mat <laughs> so yeah. i have to get a little bit of a link <laughs> sorted out but on uh, speaking of the mat the mat is in a beautiful room also with a good view which i found the other week when we were sort of doing trial classes, if it wasn't focused on what was going on, which I have to admit in certain sessions mm -hmm. I wasn't, I'd look out and there's this beautiful park and I'm like, ah, oh, and then come back to the mat. Yeah, so. well, the evening classes, you get a lovely sunset. Yeah. Last, last night last I was up there, the sunset was so nice from yeah. the studio. Awesome. Folks, we'll see Claire on the mat and hopefully we'll see some of you on the mat. Claire, thank you very much. Thank you.